Hi, everybody. This is Mango Sorbet coming to you for the fifth episode of Taking in the Scene. I am joined today, as always, by... Da, 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 da. Denzel Darko. That's right. Hope y'all are doing good today. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. We have like two pages <laughs> of printed out work, like from <laughs> top to bottom. So I'm ready to dive into this today. As as Orange has said to us privately, Mango is actually a dork. So these two pages <laughs> that Mango printed out are are. Uh, well, I'll get there. Um, who else is with us today? Oh, hi. I'm Warm Orange. I'm here as well. And, and I agree. Literally 20 minutes ago, I said, you know what, Mango? You're kind of a dork. Yes. And then Mango's like, yeah, that's the point. I was like, oh, but. I mean, I, I am a multitude of things, including <laughs> a dork. Many hats. Uh, I will say, in true dork um, fashion, a dork is a word for a whale's penis, and I am not that. Oh no! <laughs> so I think, if anything, I'm a nerd mm-hmm. or a geek. Mm. I lean towards geek. I, okay, yeah, yeah I yeah. lean towards geek. There is definitions for both, but we will do that in another episode. Another episode, the <laughs> bonus content. The point of today's episode, which is my, f- I'm so excited because it's my favorite thing ever to talk about, which is sexual health. Woo. When Woo-woo. I'm going to be honest with y'all, when my friends come to me and they're like, I have a sexual health question, I just get like giddy. I'm like, yes, tell me about your vaginal discharge. We can talk about it for hours <laughs> if you want. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It's truly how I know I'm close to someone too. I'm like, yes, tell me about your sexual health concerns. Anyway, so the reason um, I have these two pages printed out for my co-hosts here is because I have written what I call a framework for having same-sex conversations. And I initially wrote this sort of for myself and for my partners um, because one of my partners said, I really like how you have same-sex conversations. Can you write it out for me so that when I have these conversations with other partners, um, I can use that? And I was like, oh my gosh, heck yes. Homework? I'm so down. I love it. It's genius. I know. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it also, I've sent it to a lot of people. It's been really helpful. You know, it's definitely from a poly perspective, but it's been helpful to my monogamous Mm -hmm. and vanilla friends alike. So that's, I'm quite proud of it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm Y'all excited to dive in? Should we get right to it? Oh, yeah. Like, yes. I read it on your fat already once. Yes. And it was good, but I'm ready to, you know, like, it was a, it was an introduction yeah. on my own to see the the ideas and the concepts, but now to be able now to, like, talk about it and it. dissect it. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's relevant because, again, like, yeah. you know, things are slowly but surely opening back up. The streets yeah. are getting hot again. <laughs> The streets are getting hot, so, you know, you can't go out there bare feet, so just make sure. <laughs> no bare feet? No bare feet. No bare other things. No bare other things. So Wait, it's good to just bear? know as you get ready what? to go back outside. Why does everybody hate the bear? Why can't the bear do things? You can have bare feet if you're if you're interested in that orange. I prefer um, kangaroo feet, thank just, you. Uh, what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say bare arms, but okay. No, 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 because it's a different animal. What? Uh, he's making an uh, animal joke. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, because with friends like these, who needs a nemony? <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. That's been that episode. <laughs> right. So well, thanks so for joining us. I'm leaving. Just to, just to interject, though, I would like to say that the framework is really cool. Um, I saw the bullet point form. Um, I did not realize that this is two pages front and back um, <laughs> because it's expanded. Yeah. So why should we care about sexual health and kink? I mm-hmm. think... Um, Sexual health is not just a huge part of um, consent for me, but it's also a huge part of um, safety in kink play. Mm -hmm. Um, You, if you're involving any sort of sexuality in your kink, you need to um, be sexually safe. Uh, That being said, everyone has a different, um, uh, like, risk willingness when it comes to sexual safety. So part one of my one of my disclaimers actually on my safe sex conversations framework is that everyone has a different risk willingness mm-hmm. and that when you're discussing sexual safety with someone you need to recognize that there are are inherent risks in any type of sexual contact and that the purpose of the conversation you have and then any further actions you take are to reduce 
harm or reduce risk. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll Mm -hmm. never make it zero. And we are not going to discuss abstinence on this podcast because I simply will not do it. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't exist in my world. Um, but there it's are absent. It is absent Abs- oh. from the podcast. Oh. There you go. Nice Boo. one, Denzel. Thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, we're gonna uh, discuss. Uh, mm-hmm. Pardon me, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. The- <laughs> well, 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 so, so we're reviewing the framework. And yeah, yeah. Going so the disclaimer. Yeah, so- the disclaimer number one was um, when you're discussing risk with somebody, if you. Um, Mm-hmm. have a different risk willingness than they do. It's not, in my opinion, not really your place to say you have to change what you do. Mm. You have to tell them, hey, this you're, you're willing to do things in a different way than I am. I'm not comfortable with that thing. So our sexual contact mm. will look like X, Y, Z. I know that sounds vague. We'll get into it when we get into some of these questions. My second disclaimer on this, which is probably the one of my biggest pet peeves is I hate, hate, hate when people say, are you clean? And and how many times have you, have you two been on FET and you see like, I'm clean. I just got tested. I'm clean. And I'm like, you're clean because you take a shower. Right. The alternative to clean is dirty. And someone who has an STI is not dirty. Yeah. This is how we stigmatize STIs. And Mm -hmm. I also want to accept that in my house. So. No, that's real. Because that's honestly something. I had been like faced with, you know, cause in, 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 in ingrained yeah. you know, condition, I was like, that's just how it is. That's how you we know, talk I about have it, a medical, yeah. I have a medical background too. Right? So it's mm-hmm. like, it, mm-hmm. and then finally when, you know, I had an, a situation where somebody approached me and was like, yeah, you know, change and don't say that it like, it finally was like, right. Okay. I understand now. So with that knowledge and understanding, it's like, having this as the number two disclaimer underneath it is like, yes, like this needs to be ingrained into everybody's mind before you dive into the rest of it. So mm-hmm. key oh, stuff. Thank you. It's yeah. language. It, language language is, is really important. Yeah. And, and just, just to echo the language part. So I, I totally did not just check my fat profile to make sure I didn't have. <laughs> <in my laughs> That's amazing. Did you but, actually? But, but, um, um, I did do a search through just my profile for the word clean to see if it did exist. So I do have one of my, things that I'm into is clean test results. Um, so I was going to say going to the language thing that you're referring to and going to the statement mm-hmm. that you're making is that there's a certain normalization of, you know, clean versus dirty. Right. Uh, or, or clean is the operative word, which implies dirty on the opposite right, side. Exactly. So the question is how, like your framework is trying to tackle destigmatizing that. Well, I think within my framework, I did, I try and destigmatize wherever I can. But mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. The reason I use that as a disclaimer is because I don't, Mm -hmm. in my conversations Mm -hmm. with partners or, or partners, partners, I don't want to use terms that make anyone feel bad about their STI status. Um, and there are so many alternatives, including like, you know, are, are you, what STIs do you have even, or like, are you clear for STIs when you were last tested? Did you test positive for anything? And and we'll get to those questions, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just being intentional about your language and not being, um, like afraid to, to say the words you're going to say, you know, like we Mm -hmm. teach kids to use words, Mm -hmm. um, that aren't penis and vagina and they grow up afraid of their own genitalia. Mm -hmm. And this is just an example of that. Um, clean is not necessary because the alternative is dirty and people Mm -hmm. with STIs are not dirty. Um, and they're not less than, and they are fully deserving of love. And to be very clear, they are fully capable of having rich and fulfilling sex lives. And I, um, I will not stand for people stigmatizing people with STIs, Mm -hmm. um, in my presence and hopefully not in our audience. I hope our audience is willing to, um, work through some of their own stigma and we can talk about stigma another time because I've got lots of thoughts on stigma. Oh, stigma exists everywhere. We could do a whole episode. A whole episode. I can talk about stigma all day. Stigma (laughs) stigma is one of my favorite words to like bring up in conversation. I love it. Well, we'll do an episode on that then. Um, okay. Diving in. So I'm going to ask the questions that I would ask in this conversation, um, and mm-hmm. I'll explain why, and then I want to discuss each one briefly. So my first question is, when were you last tested? And the reason I ask this question first is because it's clear, mm-hmm. it's concise, it 
opens up the conversation to be really direct and really frank. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like starting with, without any hesitation when it comes to this conversation. And this is, this is one of the most important Mm -hmm. things you can ask because often I'll get an answer, especially from like cishet men saying like, Oh, I've never been tested. And I'm like, (laughs) you say woo, but, Oh no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm wooing because as, I know. Oh yeah, oh, I know. As yeah, I'll say as somebody who identifies as a cis hat man, one of my favorite experiences, just me throwing an example in there, um, was that there was a partner that I had. I was like, hey, look, I just got I just got tested recently. I don't know when was the last time you got tested, and she, and she was like. I get tested like every time I go in to OBGYN. I was like, what? How often is that? I said not knowing how often people right. go to OBGYN. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So for this person, it's relatively frequent. I don't remember what the, the direct things were, but just right. general health um, things. Um, I've learned through partners and through friends that, yes, uh, it tends to be that people who are AFAB or AFAB? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, AFAB. Sorry. AFAB folks uh, tend to be more in tune with their body and what it's doing than AMAB <laughs> folks like myself, especially cis Well, dudes. you don't have a, like we have mm-hmm. a guy, we have an OBGYN, OBGYN that we go to. Right, right. You don't necessarily have the analogous doctor that you would go to a, other a than prostate? getting a physical. Yeah. But unless doctor. you have a reason to check your prostate, that's like a thing mm. you do at your physical once yeah, a year. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Anyway, I was going to say too, mm-hmm. uh, and I get to this a little later, but I'll just jump ahead to it and say that I get tested every three months. I have multiple partners. So regardless of whether my partners have new partners or I have new partners, Mm -hmm. I get tested every three months. It's just that if anything is about, um, just ease of mind, it's just, it's just to put people at ease. Um, and I do talk about that a little later, but I'll get in, jump in with the next question, which is what were you tested for? Mm -hmm. And here's the important question. And Mm -hmm. this is, this is sort of a test for my cis het male audience, which is, Uh-oh. did you do a blood test in addition to a urine slash swab test? Why do you think I ask that? Quiz time. Well, well so be, me being the non-medically inclined person, I'm going <laughs> to defer to Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> a cop out. We need a cop out sound. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can also just give you the answer. I don't oh, no, 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 no. It's because, <laughs> I, I also like, would like to take a different things are going to exist different places. Like, the body, mm-hmm. like, there's there's 11 systems within the body alone. Mm-hmm. So, if you're, like, focused in one area, like, there might be something in your blood that they're not going to find in your urine. So, it's like, you have to be able to check all the spots. Yeah. You can't just... Mm-hmm focus on one thing so if you you know and they're really not going to push that other test either yeah you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's like they're just gonna be like you know get the generic and they're like oh yeah mm-hmm. go ahead and get that arm Gotta prep that fellas arm. yeah yeah i'll yeah. Uh, i'll just say so that the audience is aware when you get a urine test they're testing for gonorrhea and chlamydia primarily mm-hmm. um unless you get a blood test, they aren't testing for HIV, syphilis, and hepatitis. Or HSV, which Mm -hmm. is herpes. Um, Mm -hmm. And part of the reason they don't often offer the blood test is because um, recommendations from places like the CDC say, unless you have Mm -hmm. symptoms, you don't necessarily need to test for these things. But I... On a personal level, and I can't recommend people do things exactly how I do them, mm-hmm. but on a personal level, to put myself at, at ease and to put my partners at ease, I I insist on having a blood test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I have a new partner, it's very vital to me that they also have a blood test. Um, I'm going to get to it. Actually, I'll just get to it now. I do want to make it clear, though, that like um, STI testing is a privilege Uh, you Mm -hmm. need access. Sometimes you need money. Sometimes you need insurance. Um, Mm -hmm. time of day to get off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of privilege that goes into it. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, for instance, you have to pay extra for Mm. an HSV test, which again is herpes. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have the finances for that, but you also don't have, Mm -hmm. um, a known infection or a known uh, viral infection and you don't have outbreaks, then like the risk profile for me is not super high. 
Does that make sense to y'all? Well, well, it, it does. But I was going to add as a, as a counterpoint to the statement you're making. I mean, mm-hmm. not not a counterpoint to the you know testing in general is a privilege, <laughs> but but more specifically, like uh, there are resources available to do testing that are uh, uh, cost costless, um, meaning that somebody else will cover the cost for you. More specifically, I recently found out two three years ago about the LGBT plus or sorry LGBTQ center. Or is it LGBT Center? I think it's LGBT Center. Uh, in the Triangle area, uh, for more specifically in Raleigh because we're in North Carolina, um, they actually will do testing for free, and you can ask them to do the urine test. They usually only do the blood test, but you have to ask them specifically to do the urine test as well. Um, so that is a free resource that I learned about really recently and you know, relative to my lifespan really recently. And that does exist. There, there However, are resources. Yeah, you, you have to know about it. And that's you, the hard yeah, part. exactly. I was gonna say you have to know yeah. about it. And also, those cost, um, mm-hmm. you know, those more affordable options are not always available. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the main point I wanted to get to. There, I, I feel like so many people don't realize that the urine test is just for gonorrhea and chlamydia. And I've run mm-hmm. into people who are like, "Oh, I get tested all the time," and then they're like, "I've never in my life had a blood test." And I'm <laughs> like, "Oh no! Like it's not the end of the world." But right. like, oh, my goodness, because we're not taught this stuff in schools, especially in the U.S. Right. Isn't that so wild? It's like, wild. It's your body. It's your body, and you're going to exist in it. Mm-hmm. for the entire duration yep. that you're here on earth and mm-hmm. we've made it almost feel like a forbidden thing to yeah. discuss right. a very natural right. part of being a human being so mm-hmm. you know it's Completely. interesting to think about how conversations like this and and mm-hmm. and frameworks like this like yeah. can mm-hmm. start influencing and hopefully like well, all y'all listeners yeah in your own life like <laughs> You can apply this to your decisions. So yeah. take it and run with and, it. And and for you know, a lot of the gay audiences out there, I'm sure they're already aware of this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like if you just had, for instance, a urine test, but you didn't have your throat swabbed for mm-hmm. gonorrhea or chlamydia, because gonorrhea and chlamydia can both exist in the throat as well, oh. then you um might mm-hmm. be missing an infection. Right, right. And it's just some you know, like mm-hmm. the anus as well. Like you you just have to mm-hmm. um it's all about understanding the, the risk profile of the partners you're engaging with. And again, not, I'm not saying anything is going to, should prohibit you from engaging with them. It's just knowledge is power. And the more knowledge you have about yeah. their behaviors and their willingness or not willingness to get tested, the more information you have, the more ability you have to make informed choices. Well, well and, and also just to throw a curveball, I was going to say this, this um, pushes even harder for the need, especially in the United States, especially <laughs> depending on how far south you go. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, the need for um, sex ed. Comprehensive sex ed, <laughs> which my, my sister-in-law, uh, IRL in real life, uh, my sister-in-law, um, we had a discussion at one point about how she teaches uh, my niece um, who, you know, at the time was two, she teaches my niece just enough information about sexual health to where if my niece comes to comes home and then says, you know, hey, the the uh, caretaker at daycare touched me here. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all my niece needs. To, my niece doesn't need to know details about what, why it's wrong or anything like that. Just that's needs called to know sex that. ed at every age. And right. I believe exactly. in, in teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, this 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 conversational framework doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, it doesn't really touch on mm-hmm. consent because that's a conversation you should be having before you talk about sexual health. Which but, we'll talk about in the next episode. Which we will talk about in the next episode. But my, my point is mm-hmm. you should be teaching yeah. very small children mm-hmm. things like, oh, if you don't want to hug your this person in your life, right, right. they mm-hmm. you don't get they don't get to hug you just because right. they want to do it. No, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is Agency. Consent education, mm-hmm. right? Agency. And, and and like like the 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 forbidden or forbidden is the wrong word. <laughs> the um ma- making that whole entire thing of well a forbidden topic right. is what led what stigma. leads to the stigmas is stigma. what leads to the misunderstandings is what led to me saying that hey I have to specifically schedule a day to go get tested and it cost me eighty dollars uh, when there's one free resources two people test way more frequently than once right. a year. And then three, you know, a whole bunch of slew well, of misunderstandings. I mean, I'm I've glad you brought through. that up. My next question is, what is your testing schedule? And to be ah. very clear with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. if your testing schedule is once a year and you're comfortable with that, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. It just, if your partner is not comfortable with that, they might decide to have less sexual contact with you. Ah, they can't force you to do anything you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Although they may say to you, I'd actually be more comfortable if you tested every six months or every three months. And right. you may say, I'm totally okay with that. 
that. Of course I'll do that for you. Right. Open up the discussion. Yeah. It's, if anything, just what you said, it opens up a discussion. It's Mm. not, nothing is decided when you say, when I say to Denzel, what's your testing schedule? Um, sorry. There's a cat interrupting us. Sweetheart. Down you go. Um, <laughs> this is always the way. We, we need a cat break song. <laughs> we record at Manga's house. Cat break. Cat yeah, yeah. You can write that song, Denzel. Sweetheart, go away. He does not have consent to come over, but he doesn't accept mm-hmm. no's. He is a not consent forward cat. He is a yes. Kenny cat. He's a, oh he's a Kenny. God, he's Kenny. He's a Kenny. Bringing oh it back. You can just push him off. Oh, he's. I want to give Cat the pets. <laughs> anyway, the, oh the point is, if Head I were to say, what twice. is your testing schedule and you were to say every six months um it wouldn't be the end of a conversation be the beginning of a conversation exactly and as i just mentioned my testing schedule is every three months and my partners also do that but not not necessarily because they were doing that before but because that's what makes me comfortable and that's what allows me to have really free and relaxed and um anxiety free sex with them because they're doing something that makes me comfortable. They don't have to do that. I'm not requiring that of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. If you heard that, that was my cat hopping off the table. <laughs> the, the, there was like a good 20 seconds of me petting the cat. It's like, all right, I'm bored. <laughs> Orange then... wasn't listening. This, this whole thing. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You can, you can write that and we will press a button <laughs> like radio DJs do. Yes. And we will, cause it's going to happen more and more. Sorry. sorry. I, I'm, I'm, Orange has re-entered the room. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so testing schedule, that's pretty... Yeah. Well, well the t- testing schedule is important, but also frequency is important too, like you mentioned before. And right. frequency, um, do you... Are, are you uh, would you suggest or... Uh, hold on. More specifically, this is all a conversation that people who are trying to do sexual things should have between themselves. Right. Okay. As opposed to a, hey, Orange, I recommend everybody. I don't recommend anything to anybody because everyone has a different risk willingness, as I mentioned before. I mean, actually, that's not true. I do recommend things to people. Mm -hmm. Get tested, especially if you have symptoms, although Mm -hmm. a lot of STIs are um, asymptomatic, meaning they symptoms don't appear, especially for people with vaginas. Mm -hmm. Um, They just exist. Yeah, gonorrhea and chlamydia often don't. Um, present with symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, of course I have recommendations, but I can't give blanket recommendations to an audience of listeners who, right. you know, like uh, some of, some of our listeners might be asexual and that in, in their worlds, they don't have sex. And they're like, why would I get tested every right. three months? Whoa, whoa. If like, I, whoa, like, do I know something happened that I don't know? Don't like, need to yeah. recommend that. I was going to say, but like, 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 what if, what if my part, like, what, I mean, it's expensive. It costs money. And then like my partner's always wanting me to take a test is like, I have a billion reasons why I shouldn't take testing. So why should I bother? Well, well I, I'm going to be really blunt here. The cost for having sex with me mm-hmm. is me feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to literally pay for an STI test, Mm -hmm. it's not an ultimatum. I'm trying to make this clear. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't want to pay for an STI test, that's fine. It just means I'm not going to have a certain type of sexual contact with them. There are a million ways to have sexual contact. Intercourse is not the only one. Mm -hmm. And if someone is unwilling to get tested, we can still be partners. It'll just look different. Mm -hmm. Um, My hope is that they would be willing because that would make me feel cared for. Right. Um, and I like feeling cared for in my relationships. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, so also, just to clarify for the internet, um, like the cost is not a factor for me. I was just trying to do the point and. I appreciate the, you clarifying the note, but that. But also, just to just make sure people know that Orange is okay with paying money He's to do really testing. Footnotes. But I'm just saying. I, it's important. It, I appreciate you saying that. It's good to know. It's good for our listeners to know. Mm-hmm. Um. Next question, do you use condoms and how often? I um, love bringing up condoms. Oh. Um, I keep a I keep Actually, I'm going to... <laughs> I keep a pack in the yes. car. No, you shouldn't do that. What, in what, the car? No, not, not you the should car absolutely not keep them in the car. This supposed to be kept at a certain temperature. Yeah, condoms, if they get too warm... Ooh, this is very true. Yeah, if condoms <laughs> get too warm, you especially if they're latex, you'll deteriorate the latex and they'll break more easily. Ooh. 
So car is not a good place uh, for people who keep their wallets in their back pocket. Wallets are also yeah, not, a, not good a good place. place. No, not a good place. I learned that in yeah. like high school. Like, yeah. <laughs> it looked cool. Like when you're walking around, it's like, yo, what's that in your wallet? It's like, content. Like, you know, uh, I keep it on me just <laughs> It's a Nuva ring. Right. <laughs> well, well the, the, the suggestion I make to people is like, if you're going to have a wallet condom, if you feel like you're going to have sexual contact in a week, like maybe put a condom in there, but then like throw that condom away after the week because like it's, it's, there you you're go. Not, you're not gonna be yeah, like sex. if it's date night. If it's date night, if it's date, date night, night wallet, yeah. like it's if it's, it's Tuesday at the grocery store, yeah. like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you never know. But well, that it, could be date night. I mean, you just walk into the grocery store. It's like, it's like, hey, he's like, I got the thing on me. <laughs> hey, 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 you got it. You got it. Yeah. I, I got the, it. Part of the reason I asked about condoms and mm-hmm. and like is because mm-hmm. I, generally speaking, choose to be fluid bonded with one person at a time. Right. That being said, in my partnerships, we've um, all had extensive weeks, months long conversations about Mm -hmm. becoming fluid bonded on a a larger scale um, because all of my partners are deeply interested in sexual health. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that took us a while. But, you know, that's why I say generally speaking, I choose to be fluid bonded. Fluid bonded means not using condoms with one partner at a time. It helps me feel safe, Mm -hmm. um, especially if I know that my partner, who I'm not fluid bonded with, is also only fluid bonded with one person. I know that sounded complicated, (laughs) but part of the reason I say that is because if my partner chooses to be fluid bonded with more than one person, Mm -hmm. that's a level of risk I'm not willing to accept. Right, right. And it's not a judgment. I don't, it's not, I don't say this as like, Ew, you're fluid bonded with It's just two the people. risk meter. It's, yeah. exactly. it's just the it's risk the meter. It's like the little thing is just like steaming up right. a little bit more. It does nothing exactly. about the character. Yeah, it's just nothing risk. about their character. It's just a risk I, Mango Sorbet, am perfectly, or um, in particular, not willing to accept. Um, mm-hmm. I also um, try and tell the people who have condoms inserted into their bodies that if someone tells you that they don't want to wear a condom, Mm -hmm. um, for purposes or because they're either too big or because it's uncomfortable for them. It's It's a Kenny. It's It's a BS. It's a bunch of BS. I don't care if it's true, by the way. I don't care if it hurts you. Yeah. Just to clarify, just to clarify, you can take a foot. You yeah. can take a foot and put it in a condom. You can put a head in a, for a small. You can put a head in it. Well, don't do that. You might die. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also. <laughs> but, Just but put I mean, it up to here. Up to your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like one of the tests. A little cow, one of the like tests a Batman cow. Do. Just the mouth exposed underneath the condom. <laughs> Just I talking with a condom on you. You just see it through the Every latex. time you breathe out of your nose, it goes, it puffs up the eyes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. What were you saying, Orange? I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? Your example is better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, I was, true. Condoms. I was, I was going to say, like, if you have a, if you have somebody who's insistent that condoms don't fit any size penis, um, then just take a condom, put it underwater, and just let it fill and see. And when does a condom, when does a condom burst? Yeah. Because it can take a lot of water. You can fill probably a gallon of water in yeah, a condom. Yeah, it's true. I'll also say this that. Mm-hmm. There's also on the opposite side where individuals with vaginas will mm-hmm. also say like, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. use con like you don't have to wear a condom with yeah. me. And, you know, that yeah. that kind of is like that flag. And it's like if you're giving this to me, then, you know, who else are you giving well, that's this why to you discuss. Well? Yeah, that's yeah. why you discuss things like who do you use partners or who do you use partners? Who do you use condoms with? How many partners? You know, right. that kind of thing. That those questions are um it's so important if someone says to you, you don't have to use condoms with me. That's again, not the end of the conversation. It's the beginning of the conversation. You can say to them like, Oh, is that because Mm -hmm. you want to be fluid bonded with me? And, um, are you fluid bonded with others? Mm -hmm. Um, what is your testing schedule? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, if someone says they're allergic to latex, there are so many non-latex oh, versions. Yeah, yeah. I've, so I've had a partner many. in the past who was allergic to latex, but you, yeah. you there are too many things to keep yeah. using that as an excuse. No, like, for sure. Yeah. It's 2022, y'all. Right. There are so many nitrile condoms. It's. I also say the the um the the branding is called FC2 condoms, and FC2. they are oh internal. Ones. They are internal condoms. Mm-hmm. They're surprisingly hard to find these days, but I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of them. If you're not familiar, uh, internal condom, you can insert even 
before intercourse is going to happen yeah, yeah. and just leave it there. Right. And the benefit of it is that the outer ring that mm -hmm. sits on the vulva actually is better at preventing the spread of certain STIs than mm -hmm. an external condom. Yeah. Um, so I'm a huge fan of internal condoms. Mm -hmm. They used to be called female condoms. We, of course, call them internal condoms because... Inclusivity. Not inclus well, inclusivity. And, and also they can be used not just in vaginas. They can oh, also be used point. in anuses. True. Ah, so true. there's well, a lot of places you can put a condom. <laughs> and, and I was going to say another note for, for internal condoms as well would be that um, the sensation is different. Uh, me being somebody who has recently, and by recently within the last five years, uh, four years, sorry, uh, use internal condoms. Big it's like, Big it's like, you know, norm, using a condom where the the penis wielder or the the person, penis the person wielder. wielder? <laughs> I'm just thinking. I, I'm thinking of like a, a Jedi right now. <laughs> I just watched all the Star Star Wars prequels this week. Oh my gosh! And you uh, said lightsaber. And I lost the crowd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I love it. Yeah, tell us well, well, so, how the penis wielder feels different. So, so when you when you wear a condom it. with as a penis wielder, uh, one of the biggest complaints is you lose sensation, which is true to a certain extent. But you know, th that's a different conversation. But internal condoms, the sensation is still there, which means that you have to you notice. And I feel like this should be a good training lesson, for, especially for cis het males, um, that like you know, lubricant is very important. Oh yeah. And when you're using an internal condom and it's dry, you know, yeah, you find out point. really fast, yeah. and it's like, oh, this is very uncomfortable. Let me yes. let me put some lube on this. Sandpaper. Yes. <laughs> Lube is so important. Yeah. yeah. Even if you have warmed someone up, and I mean, <laughs> you've done a good amount of foreplay, mm -hmm. you, Lube can only help. Why would you be against Lube? I find that a lot of Kennys, a lot of, you know, these fake people with really fragile egos are like, like, you should be turned on enough for me without Lube. And it's like, no, Lube is great. Yeah, Use lube. <laughs> like Use lube. It, it's it's like Use a lube. it's like a bruise to the male ego. Yeah, where it's like I couldn't. Same thing I with using get the toys. Job. I couldn't do yeah. the job on my own. Well, what about it's, like it's my sexual a, power? That's so and, silly. Everyone's yeah. bodies are so different, and obviously it's gonna work out for you twice as well when you bust up. That I was lube. gonna say lube yeah. can what? only help. Oh man, right, right. unless game unless. It's warming or cooling lube, which you must never oh. use. <laughs> must <laughs> never use. That is a recommendation I can easily make. I recommend that you don't use warming or cooling lube, mm -hmm. and I recommend that you don't use flavored lube because yeah, no. it has glycerol. Yeah. Well, chemicals and perfumes that can lead to a change in vaginal pH, mm. leading to infection. Mm. Okay. I just love talking about sexual health so much. I'm telling. I'm you. like you well, should see the smile like, on the face over here. My nipples are hard. This is so fun for me. This well, is. But, but but I mean, okay, your nipples are hard and all, but like, do, do you sanitize your toys though? <laughs> Thanks for bringing us the next question. <laughs> I love this. This the sanitizing your toys question I ask because if you're um, using toys on yourself and a partner and mm. another partner, um, like if you if you say, "Oh, I um, wash with soap and water," and that's not enough for someone, again, not a judgment. You can say, "Cool, I just won't use that toy." Mm -hmm. It's good to know that if like if people, um, you know what types of materials their toys are because I'll only use toys that are silicone glass or steel. Right. I won't use anything that's porous. Mm -hmm. um, it's good to know the materials that people are using. It's mm -hmm. good to know how they sanitize. Like, can you boil this? Can you put this in the dishwasher even? Some toys you can put in the dishwasher. Um, some toys you really cannot, so you should check ahead of time because <laughs> it will destroy them. Yeah. Um, it's just good to know. And it's good to know if they don't do what you would do, because mm -hmm. then you can just say, cool. Like I had I, years ago, fun story. I had, um, I was dating this couple. I know, I know unicorn hunting is gross. And <laughs> I, um, was in my super duper hoe phase, but I was dating this couple and between, um, when we, the three of us would have sexual contact mm -hmm. between, it was a guy, uh, a cis man and a cis woman. Mm -hmm. Um, when the guy would move a toy between her and me, oh, he would up, put hand sanitizer on it. Ah, and I was like, no, whoa. no, no, no. You, you could probably tell I didn't stay in that relationship very long. Yo. I was like, first Oof. of all, I'm not I, like burning is a kink, you know, like maybe that's someone's yeah, kink. Chemical play. Yeah. Chemical but play, but it's not mine. 
Yeah. Hand sanitizer? Look, it's not my kink. I'm just saying. The theory was there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I understand the thought process Love and the that. rationale, but like executing. I just say, just put a condom on it and then take the condom off. That's, yeah, yeah, just yeah. change condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I never, I never also change condoms just... too. By the way, oh yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I hope y'all yeah. know that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah you cannot don't, reuse a condom. Do not reuse it. Yeah, this mm. this the problem with this conversation is it actually does assume a level of understanding that's right. sort of high. Like you said, you can't reuse condoms. Yeah. You can't turn it inside out. Definitely, because that is the opposite of, of <laughs> the purpose <laughs> and of you a gotta condom. You got to make sure you know how to put it on the right way. <laughs> you got to know how to put it on the right way. Got to squeeze the tip. Wait, wait, no, no. Can't, can't you just take the condom off and just do a little fat? And then, like, put it back out. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate times. Ew. <laughs> oh, the hand so, motions so for, that for, Orange just made. For, he, for everybody didn't, who didn't see it, or uh, I'll try to image describe it. It's kind of like taking a towel and then, like, giving a little whip on the towel and then putting it back out. With two hands. <laughs> With two hands. <laughs> With two hands. Just holding the little condom. Kind of <laughs> yeah, it's the condom kind of that came off the head. The oh, point no. is, we are sort of assuming a level of understanding. That's if true. If you have questions... And you are um, willing to ask them. Mm-hmm. You can email us. Yes. Um, you can contact us on Instagram. We'll give you all that information. Are you going to send out this framework? Is Could people access this oh from God, our that's stuff? That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I will put this framework up. That's so an stay excellent tuned. idea. Yeah. I'll put it up for sure. Well, and, and just to clarify, um, the emails and everything, we'll probably address those in an episode after the first season um, for reasons that I will not explain. <laughs> Cryptic <laughs> Good to know. as ever. Good to know. Um, okay. Moving on. We are moving right along. Um, the next question is mostly for people with more than one partner, but it's mm-hmm. in parentheses, how do you notify current partners when you have a new partner? Mm. Um, I, from my perspective, I don't need to know the details of my partner's new partner. I don't need to know. I, I, I uh, don't practice hierarchical polyamory, so I don't need mm-hmm. to give anyone permission to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have rules, so I'm not telling someone you can't date this person. Right. Um, the only thing I need to know is that they have a new partner and if they plan to have sexual contact with them. And mm-hmm. if they do, what type? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, I mean, for me personally, I really like to know if they've gone over my the framework with them because yeah, yeah. it makes me feel safer. Right. Yeah. Um, and it makes you look cool as shit. It does make... I do, <laughs> like, yeah, because then when they're like, whoa, Mango wrote this? Yeah. I don't know her, but she sounds amazing. You need to get a stamp and put it on the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, like the your partner brings a picture, the, their part, their new partner's like, did they read the framework? Yep, Mango approved. Yes. <laughs> not that my approval is important. Again, not hierarchical polyamory. Right, right, for sure. My approval is not actually necessary for my partners to date someone. Um Although if my partner came to me and said like, yeah, we had the framework conversation Mm -hmm. and they were like laughing the whole time or giggling or they were making fun of condoms or not taking it seriously, I'd be like, oh, well, that makes me uncomfortable. Hashtag red flag. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, I'm not telling you what to do, but Mm -hmm. I am uncomfortable with how they reacted. Mm -hmm. And my partners are amazing and they wouldn't even have to come to me and tell me that they'd be like, they handled it poorly. Well, so, so, I mean, on the question of how do you notify the partners, like, uh, the, is, is it reasonable to notify your partners after the partnership is more solidified and getting into the sexual territory? Or should it be, I just started dating this person, or I just matched with this person on, on OkCupid, okay <laughs> and, like, we just became partners, I'm letting you know. Like, or do you I, think it, there's, like... It depends. Like, there's no... There, I can't give a solid recommendation here. It depends on what you're comfortable with. Tell, tell me what to believe. Because it, <laughs> it could go I can tell ways. you what I do. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's what fair. I do is not what everyone else does. And to be to be very clear, I think my... Um, risk allowance is very low. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, if my partner's just talking to a person, right. um, usually they share it with me cause they're excited and they want me to be excited for them. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very happy to be excited for my partner's new partners. Right. Right. Um, but if they happen to not tell me that they're talking to a new partner, mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, again, unlikely in my dynamics, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, um, get to a point where they're discussing sexuality. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I'd like to know. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Just that's so fair. I can be sure to ask the questions I want to ask, mm-hmm. not of them, but of my partner to right. ask just, just, to, just to make sure that you're still in the clear. Right. And like, if they come back to me and say like, Oh, I, um, decided I want to be fluid bonded with this person. I'd say like, cool, cool, cool. We've got to change a few things. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
um, which is fine. It's mm. not a problem. I think mm. people take these things so personally and it's, mm-hmm. it's just adaptability. Um, yeah. And like, t- to be clear, I understand why people take it personally. Sex is very personal. Ooh. All forms of sexual contact are very I mean, I, I do sex so casually. Oh my like, God. Oh, I'm joking, I'm joking. The casual one. The casual here. one. The casual. <laughs> I'm joking. But no, uh, I agree. I agree. Sex is very, it's very personal. Or it can be taken very personally. Yeah, and fast. that's why I can't recommend anything to anyone because even at this table, the three of us might have different mm-hmm. definition or different decisions about when we would tell a partner about a, a new partner, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that question. Yeah. And I appreciate that you think I'm the authority on this. Well, I'm the authority on myself. You, you made a framework. I was was <laughs> I've never come to an episode with paper printed out. I wrote well, just because I wrote the framework down doesn't mean I'm the authority. It just means I'm willing to write it down. I love that a just, fist just, bump just, just happened. I was say, I just w- for clarification, I think Denzel and I were both messing with Mango collectively. I, but I, it that, rarely happens. That's fine. That's true. It rarely happens. We had to take full advantage. We of usually it. make fun of Orange, which, which I'm okay with. Please, please. Make I'm more also fun of okay me. being made fun of. That's fine. So yeah. I think it's a, I think it's super important um, when you have these conversations with new partners, like not only when, but like how do you even approach it, especially with yeah. a new person? Like, do you, do you just like come out right with it? Is it in right. the heat of the moment? Right. Do y'all have this conversation over like a dinner time? Like, do you do it over text? Yeah, mm. those are all different yeah. things. And, you know, everybody has a different approach, but whatever method of communication, like as long as understanding is gotten from said conversation i think that is most important as long as everybody's like okay we're on the same page with this cool yeah i I mean and i'll be clear uh orange to your point if Mm -hmm. if a partner of mine had a chance to have like a one night stand with someone they've been crushing on for forever and they don't have the chance to tell me ahead of time right right which they don't have to in general, if they don't have the chance and they come to me the next day and they're like, Hey, I had sexual contact Mm -hmm. with my favorite singer from my favorite band, um, (laughs) which is everyone's fantasy. Then, then I would say like, cool, we're gonna, based on my, you know, risk needs, we'll Mm -hmm. stop sexual contact for a few weeks in two weeks when you get tested, um, we'll resume sexual contact, presumably. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. totally okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's about the adaptability. Also, within your dynamic, I mean, you you all have that. Uh, uh, the environment has been created for you all to communicate that yeah. directly and specifically with each other. Right. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how many polycule group chats I'm in. <laughs> I love it though. I really do love it. Nice. It makes a community. The more communication, the better in my eyes. That's it. I, I agree. I agree. Yes. That's kink right there. That is kink right there. Yeah. Kink Communi- 101. Kinkcation. Communication. Communication. I love it. Sounds like a red hot All right. Peppers. All right. <laughs> All right. Next so, question. What about the next question? <laughs> I love it. Um, next question is, uh, is it your practice to get tested before or after initiation of sexual contact with a new partner? I would go before. Yeah. So the, this question we've basically already answered. Well, man, just throwing a curveball. I'm, I'm all for before as well, but there was this one time. <laughs> True story. Um, I had an established partner that I was going to hang out with and do sexual things with um, on Monday. And the day was Sunday. And this particular person that I was hanging out with, different person, um, we were chatting each other up for a while. And like things just happened to it. The stars aligned very well. And then, you know, we're getting a little kinky. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, my gosh, Orange, you should, like, do the sex with me. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me go get the condoms. And she was like, well, I don't need that. And I was like, uh, what's your status? And she's like, well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, my status is this. I literally got got um, tested, like, maybe two weeks before. Uh, and I'd only been with two people at the time, and they were all tested. So I was like, okay, cool. So I threw caution to the wind, and we did the sex things. So then afterwards, immediately afterwards. To be clear, you did intercourse. Intercourse, sorry, intercourse. Yeah, okay. sorry. yeah sex so, so, no, very we, we, we did, we did, uh, we did the, yeah, intercourse. Um, and then immediately after, I let the other person know because, like, we're literally going to be hanging out the, the next, next day, day to do potentially sexual things or very mm-hmm. likely sexual things. Uh, and the person's like, all right, well, you know, I kind of wish you had told me beforehand, and it, things didn't go as yeah. uh, as ideal. Right. Um, and that that ultimately ended up being one of the few or one of the few wedges that ended up making that relationship uh, fizzle out altogether. Mm-hmm. However, comma, um, that was one of the situations to where, you know, morally speaking, in my mind, I was like, you know what? 
she did the moral thing and asked this other person first. But then reality, realistically, is like it's not moral to ask. This that, is that person that wait. I kind of wanted to do the sex with, and they said no condoms. Quick thing, moral is not the right word here. It's not oh, moral because okay. what are you, what would you be asking them? Maybe you'd be telling well, them <laughs> you don't. You don't need permission I, I, I unless say you have a dynamic where you need permission. <laughs> well, I say moral with the with the backing of ethical non-monogamous. So I okay, identify as ethical non-monogamous. Ethical. So, right. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Ah. Better word. Yeah. It's more ethical for me to do it that way. Um, however, that was the only instance in my entire sex life that I've ever had that that's actually been a thing. And that was a, a I felt a perfect moment to slot in there. I appreciate you mentioning that. I still maintain though, if someone has, if one of my partners has sex with someone, mm-hmm. they can tell me after, as long as they tell me before I have sexual contact with them. Ah, good point. Good point. I um, see. I see. Yeah. That's what I think. And, and if I know I'm going to have a new partner for mm-hmm. their peace of mind, even if it's not at my three month testing mark, I'll just go ahead and get tested. Mm. And hopefully they will also go ahead and get tested. So yeah, if you out here in these streets, you know, go ahead, go ahead and book your appointment. Book your appointment. <laughs> you know, summer, summertime is low key yeah, creeping up. Why not? Just get, get tested. So yeah. I mean, look, like you said, summertime. I mean, wintertime and fall time. Those, yeah, those are cuffing the cozy season. time. Those are, oh, yeah. <laughs> those are, the hot those are chocolate season. Yeah, but this, when this it's podcast, chest out summer, that's a different kind of vibe. <laughs> this podcast is a-seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> we love all seasons. We yeah, we're polyseasonal. Polyseasonal. Except for winter. I love winter. I love winter season. If you, in your dynamics with your partners, mm-hmm. feel like you need to tell them before, then do that. Mm-hmm. I, all I'm saying, the, the point of this question, again, is to start that conversation. I see. It's Got not it. the end of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, and it sort of goes along with the next question, which is, are you aware of the testing schedule of your partners and mm-hmm. potentially their partners, th- your partner's partners? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, just no, the more knowledge you have, the more power you have to make informed decisions. You don't have to really do anything with this information. Um, Mm -hmm. but like if my partner said to me, I have a new partner, I don't know when she gets tested, if ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would, I would encourage them to ask, um, again, not required, but I'd be like, I think it's important that we know that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause it, it's all looped in. You know those graphs and those charts that they show you? You know exactly what yeah. I'm doing where it's like two people. Right. And then it's like four people. Right. And then exactly. it, it keeps branching out. Yeah. It's like every single sphere of influence that touches each other mm-hmm. can be traced back to you if there's an active connection right. between yeah. two or three links or right. per- partners away. Like, and, and this is when people start getting really scared, by the way, because they're like, whoa, polyamory is too risky. It's too scary. And I'm like... All sexual contact. Mm -hmm. This is why the disclaimer number one was there carries inherent risk. Mm -hmm. You decide what level of risk you're comfortable with, and then you sort of got to stick to it. Well, what what if I just do nothing but masturbate? That's sexual contact. That's fine as long as you're not hurting yourself. Well, I mean... <laughs> what are you asking? Are you asking if you're allowed to masturbate? You could have this conversation with yourself if you want to. I was going to say you are, very, very I allow you to masturbate. So, That's fine with me. So, so Whoa, just just as a <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, I can masturbate I, freely uh, now. No. Can, can well, you say that in like a voice? <laughs> you have my permission to masturbate. I don't know what that voice was. I'm going to do it differently. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, just cl- let me clear my throat. Okay, I've always wanted to do that. Okay, well, it's, it's the second time doing it in the podcast. Are you, ready? Two. <laughs> you have my permission to masturbate. That was Denzel. That was Denzel. That was Denzel. That was not me. Oh my god, these mics are 3D toy. The people with misophonia are going to be so pissed at you. Sorry. Well, so so just to clarify, I was going to say that I was going to say as a sexual health thing, or as a health thing, I should say, whenever I go to bed because I like to sleep in my bed like normal people do <laughs> i guess i'm assuming um i wash my hands before i go to bed because i sometimes put my hands on my face uh-huh. and the idea is that you know if i if i'm having a really bad hand washing day at least i wash my hands before i went to bed because just think of all the dirt and grossness what that does my face. this have to do with masturbation Oh, we're, we're, t- we're talking about the hurting yourself part. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were yeah. well, well, using this as an allegory oh, okay. for like no, no, being no. proactive so in prevention. So much confusion. That's what well, I thought. So I was it like, would so have made sense if there was no... prepare yourself. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Once again, orange transitions beautifully. <laughs> I can't. 
I was like, I was like, if you need, you can wash your hands before you masturbate if you want. That's fine. I mean, I would recommend I, that too. Yeah, I would yeah. recommend that. <laughs> I, I would personally recommend that, but also I'm saying, if when you're going to bed, could you put your hand all over your face and stuff and touch everything? Just wash your hands before you go to bed, so you know you're, you're not. Yeah, okay. fair enough. All right, sorry. Back to sexual health. Back to sexual health. <laughs> um, all of these questions really connect. The next question is, what is your willingness to have sexual contact? With someone who hasn't been tested in a while. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all have probably already deduced from this conversation that my willingness to do this is pretty low. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, many years ago, I had the chance to have sex with a minor celebrity. Oh. I did ask them wait, about... Wait, wait, wait. When you say minor celebrity, can you clarify, please? Like, what, what genre of celebrity? Oh, um... Wait, no, no. Are you saying a celebrity that was a minor or, or a celebrity who's oh a Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. This is why I'm asking for clarification. Orange. This is just, oh, so you gotta inappropriate. Clarify. You gotta no, clarify. No, they were uh, no, minorly look, saying, famous. All I'm saying is people really be out here thinking maps is a thing. Minor attractive persons we, is not a thing. I, we have all agreed that's not a thing. Right. That's I am. Thing. I'm saying this person was somewhat mm. famous. For okay. what? Okay. Semi-famous. Um, they were. I don't want to. You don't want to tell. I don't, well, was I don't okay. want to spill was, on. Was it, was it entertainment? Was it sports? It was, was it? entertainment. They okay, had okay, performed a D-Pack. I met them after the show. Entertainment is all we need to know. Yeah. Um, oh. DPAC is the Durham Performing Arts Center. So, oh, that could have been any, <laughs> anything. That's, yeah, that's. I'm thinking you went back with like the theater director. <laughs> no, no, they were a perform. Anyway, the point is, I did ask them. I did ask them. You know, like when were you last tested? And mm -hmm. they said a time. Mm -hmm. um, and I told them that I had been tested at X Y Z time, and that I had other partners, right. and they were still comfortable sexual contact. I didn't know them well, and mm -hmm. I, I, I like to assume best intentions, and I assume that they were telling me the truth about their testing schedule. Right. Um, that being said, I really, really wanted to fuck this person, and mm -hmm. so, and and my my beautiful nesting partner was so encouraging. He was like, I was like, this is gonna be bad. One night stands are bad. He's like, go. What's the worst that could happen? It's yeah. not yeah. gonna be great. Ooh, I know. Look, look. One night stand. Uh, oh, they're oh. usually terrible. To be clear, I mean, look, look. Really? four four. Women in general, one wait, wait. night stands are not great. So, so just to clarify, you said they're usually terrible. So this one wasn't terrible. This one was amazing. Okay. <laughs> so they this do one, exist. This one was amazing. Uh, amazing. The point is, mm -hmm. um, I you know like after that, I went and got tested a few weeks later. Right. Um, this is all to say the mm -hmm. question about are what is your willingness to have sexual contact with someone who hasn't been tested in a while? Mm -hmm. If you're um, if you're talking to a new partner and they're like, I haven't been tested in a year and a half, um, are you willing to still have contact with them? And if you're not, just know that about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's also, again, the beginning of a conversation. It doesn't have to be like, ew, a year and a half. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Because the next question could be, are you willing to go get tested? And they might be like, fuck yeah, I'm willing to go get tested. Mm -hmm. Like. I want to. I want to doink. I want to do these I'll, things. Like, I want to do the sex with you. I want to do the sex. I want to do the sex with you. Yeah. So I'll go take the test. Yeah. If, if you want a pro move that I've totally used exactly once and it, it, was, it was somewhat successful. Um, uh, pro make, move. Make, somewhat make it successful. <laughs> somewhat successful. Make, make a make a date arrangement to where you go get tested and then you go have dinner and then you wait two weeks to have sex. Um, I'd say somewhat successful. <laughs> you don't have to that's wait sad. two weeks. Well, we, we, have to wait for, so uh, we wanted to wait for results. Results come back in a few days usually. Yeah, but but this was the LGBT plus. Oh, they take a few weeks. Yeah, okay, take a few weeks. fair enough. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, it was moderately successful because like we kind of said, all right, that was a great date that we had. And then like a, test a week date. later, we were like, you know what? We're good. It's a test date. Yeah. Like, like a test date. I think a test, a test date like is great. Like in school, great. like a test date. Like, yeah, yeah. yo, the <laughs> what's the test date? I like that idea. What's the date of the test? Okay, y'all, we're coming on my last two questions, Ooh. and we just have just enough time just for them both. Jizz everywhere. Um, what? You said we're coming on our last two questions. Oh, my jizz God. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> Not everywhere. everybody jizzes when they come. I thought well, you said Well, not everybody comes everywhere. when they jizz. Wait. What? <laughs> Actually, that's true. If you're having tantric sex, some people can ejaculate without. Also, also anyway, that's a whole. Well, no, but, but, yeah. but, but no. So since we're in this rabbit hole, I would say the frimulum. Like, if you vibrate the frimulum, like it jizz comes out, and it's like I don't feel anything. It's so weird. Anyway, I hate it. The point is, <laughs> my next question. I that wasn't to. Uh, yes, that stuff is very interesting to me. But that's another episode. <laughs> Different episode. Tantric Different episode. sex coming tantric at sex you. Tantric sex is hot. another episode. 
Uh, my next question is maybe my favorite question. Are you vaccinated for HPV? Yes. HPV stands I'm on prep. for human papilloma oh virus. Okay. So Orange mentioned before the episode when I mentioned HPV, which what? is, but, as but Denzel I'm, I'm, said, human papilloma virus, that he was on PrEP. Yes. I want to be clear that PrEP is not preventative for HPV. It is what? preventative for HIV. Oh, JK. HPV is the most mm. common STI in America. It affects an enormous amount of people. Mm-hmm. And fun fact about HPV People with penises can't be tested for it, but they can spread it. So the two of you have never been tested for HPV, and you can't be tested for HPV. But you can spread HPV. HPV is the only STI that causes cancer. There is a vaccine. It's a three-course vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, it preve- The newest version of it prevents against nine strains of HPV, mm-hmm. of high-risk HPV. Um, there is low risk HPV, uh, for people with, um, cervixes who can be tested for HPV. Right. Um, they may end up with a low risk form. Often those clear up on their own about 80% of the time within two years. But for high risk forms of HPV, you can develop cancer people. So when I say, Mm -hmm. are you vaccinated for HPV? Mm -hmm. And someone says, no, it, for me, it is, and again, I don't recommend a lot, but I do recommend this vaccine mm-hmm. because especially if you're a person with a penis, you can protect your partners by getting this vaccine. And the FDA has, within the last few years, allowed it to be given to anyone up to the age of 45. It used to be a much um, younger age that mm-hmm. they restricted it to, but now anyone up to the age of 45 can get this vaccine. You might have to do some advocating for yourself at the doctor's office because a lot of doctors will say like, oh, well, you're old enough that you've already been exposed to HPV, to which you say, but not all nine, not all high risk, not, oh, I can't speak, not all nine high risk strains. I would like the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also I want to, you know, like I'm looking at the last sentence and it says, People with penises should care more about protecting people with vaginas from HPV. Yeah. And like that statement (laughs) right there, like Mm -hmm. that is why you would want to get a vaccine for this thing is like to Mm -hmm. protect others. You can also, by the way, get HPV. You can get cancer from HPV, especially in your throat. So if you are a person with a penis Mm -hmm. um, who really likes eating people out, or, or, or cunnilingus, as it's called. Cunnilingus. Cun- cunnilingus. Is it cunnilingus or cunnilingus? Oh, I always say cunnilingus. Oh. It's cunnilingus. It's fine. Oh, okay. If you really like <laughs> eating people out, then um, you can still get um, esophageal cancer. So just so you know, it does affect people with penises, just not... Mm-hmm. The, the way it affects people with cervixes is cervical cancer. Right, right. To be clear, that is the type of cancer that this so would cause. So what I'm hearing is that I need to... So so what's what's the deal with PrEP? I mean, I, I know we're running... PrEP is time, wonderful. But. PrEP is an HIV preventative medication, daily medication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really much more, in, much more uh, prevalent in uh, gay male mm-hmm. circles. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to you, Orange, mm-hmm. you probably don't need to be on PrEP unless you have um, a partner who has HIV. And by the way, if your partner has HIV, that's perfectly, it's more than fine. It's wonder. I mean, it's right. not wonderful that they have HIV, but it's right. they're perfectly able to have a uh, fulfilling and full sex life, especially mm-hmm. if you're on PrEP. Um, uh, it does nothing for HPV though. Got it. Okay. So okay. if you're on prep for HPV, you're, you're not doing the right thing. You're doing a good well, thing. Well, to, to, to be fair, to be fair, I'm on prep, uh, myself personally. Uh, and then, um, for HPV, uh, especially my insurance covers it. Cause I, apparently you mean I'm, HIV, HIV, sorry, HIV. Yes. Well, no, 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 See? Oh, oh, no, Look, I was going to say for HPV, uh, if my insurance covers it, um, I will definitely talk to my, yeah. In, uh, insurance should cover person. the vaccine. Um, <laughs> not, uh, I've run into friends and acquaintances who say like, oh, my insurance wouldn't cover it or my doctor wouldn't give it to me. Mm -hmm. There's some advocating you need to do on your own behalf. Right. Um, And I just, uh, it's so important to me that my partners are vaccinated. Yeah. And um, it's important to me that 
that they've had the conversation with their new partners. Their new partners may not be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a compelling reason other than an allergy to a vaccine that someone say, I don't want that vaccine other than cost. Well, so for me, there's no compelling reason to say no to a vaccine. And, and, and just like a general question, because so, like we're talking about testing and everything, we're talking about protection, all this stuff. But like, what about the question of abortion? Oh, good question. Just in case. like, Yeah, yeah. coming around to the end of the episode. Um, uh, abortion is a really it's not it's not a sexual safety question, but it is a great question to ask your partners what their feelings are on. Mm-hmm. And when you have this conversation, try and take your personal intense feelings out of it. Um, abortion is a highly stigmatized issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for instance, am very pro-abortion. Um, my partners know if that if I had a pregnancy that was unwanted, um, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, have an abortion and mm-hmm. it would ha- come with no negative or upset feelings right, right. Um, on my behalf or theirs because they also support me in that decision. Yeah, which is fair. But knowing if, if you, for instance, two people with penises mm-hmm. are, are about to have intercourse with someone who has a vagina and they say, if I got pregnant, I wouldn't have an abortion. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. It just might mean that you decide in your head, okay, well, I don't feel safe having intercourse, but I still feel safe having other forms of sexual contact with this person. Right. Yes. And hopefully that person accepts that decision. You know, like you have to decide what level of risk you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Don't like get extreme with it a lot. I know some men are, some cis men especially are like, I, they're like obsessed with their partners having abortions and stuff. Um, yeah. But, they focus on it. Well, well the, I think a lot of it comes from the control aspect of it, yeah. too. I mean, well, almost all of it comes from the control aspect. Um, but a lot of it also comes from, like, the fear of, like... Uh, so, there was a show called The L Word. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. It's just, it's just a little <laughs> Generally show. regarded a terrible show. Um, generally regarded as... Well, so, The L Word proved that toxic monogamy is still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even Preach. in different circles. Um, that's a different conversation. But um, there was one episode where some of the characters were trying to get pregnant. Uh, they were lesbians. And they were trying to coax a, 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 a cis male... I'm assuming cis somewhat hat male um, to do sex with them and, mm-hmm. and, and you know impregnate one and the male's like he took a stand he was like uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna donate my semen my semen is too valuable for this oh I, like that I was like that that particular episode made me feel icky because it's like yeah no, I was no guy say, talks about their their jizz like that but also or if maybe someone was do. being coerced into sex that's sexual assault so right well, well, well that. That, that that person was being kind of like you know seduced into it and he was almost into it but then when he heard that the word either. they wanted them to finish at the end inside of one of them he was yeah. like no that's my seed i'm not going to dr- drizzle my seed upon the bagel of your whatever. Well, yeah if, if they <laughs> didn't <laughs> tell him that they wanted right. his seed then that's right. different I was say, that's but, but, still but sexual I mean, assault yeah. so on the one part with them trying to coax him into it uh, that was the gross part but the other part was like his stance um, and you know you can have your own perspective on things but just like yeah that stance like, is a little icky that stance is a little it's, it's very specifically targeted and I yeah. feel like it's a little very heavy handed from the playwriters will not come <laughs> Viking shit. (laughs) Yeah, I think the only thing I say about this conversation about abortion is try and keep shame Mm -hmm. and judgment and blame out of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If someone says, I don't want to have an abortion, Mm -hmm. and then you say, okay, well, I don't think I feel safe having intercourse with you, and they get mad at you, for me, that would be a red flag. Right, right. No, for that. I'd be like, oh, well, I'm telling you what I'm comfortable with, and you're mad at me for that. Right. Then issue. we probably aren't the best sex partners, right. you know, like, and, and by the way, if someone gets mad at you for any of these questions or they belittle you or they gaslight you into thinking any of these aren't important, I, I recommend that you stay away from them. I don't recommend a lot, mm-hmm. but that is a red fucking flag. Uh, and even one red flag in this safe sex conversation is enough for me to, to, mm. to leave the conversation. Mm. Yeah, and, and, then, and then for me specifically, like, um, maybe two or three red flags would be like a more of an alarm because some, some of the things are a little bit, I'm a little bit looser on, if you will. I know we've discussed this in the last episode, but red to me means full stop. Maybe you mean yellow flag. Yellow. Flags. yellow. Flags. Well, yeah. I mean, like in my mind, three yellow flags is a red flag by itself. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Soccer, but then, like but you get yeah. one is red flag. Two yellow flat, two yellow cards <laughs> equals a red card. So yeah, ah, two yellows get sports. your red. Yeah, I was just I, I gonna don't... say like mm-hmm. red flag 
means full stop. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, okay. to me, to me, to me, to me. I don't want well, to which, control which, your language. And, and then for me, in, in my own mind, uh, I guess I can say two red flags would be like my my risk limit because like the first red flag is like, all right, you made a mistake. Let's talk about it. If you're uncoachable, if you will, if you feel, if yeah, I feel like I can't point. have a conversation with you about yeah. it, then that becomes a second red if flag. If you can't even point out why something was a red flag, then that's another red flag. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, two strikes, you're out. That's well, what they do in soccer, right? There's <laughs> a million more things we could talk about with safe sex. We've sort of just brushed the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of other discussion points and maybe we can do another episode another time about some of the other discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'd like to have around safe sex. Um, because as I mentioned, I love talking about it. Um, but I'm going to let Denzel talk us out. Although before I do that, I'll say, follow us on Instagram at taking in the scene or Uh, taking in the scene podcast. Pardon me. Um, you can follow us on FET. Um, we are taking in the scene. Yes, we are. Um, and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to message us on either platform, um, one of us will get back to you, um, and we're so excited to to hear from you. Yeah, we're so excited. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got today. No dad jokes. <laughs> if it takes two lips to open a peach. <laughs>